Hey guys, on the road again. I am on the road and um, I am seeing uh, so many people hitting me up on uh, just about every different possible communications method, whether it's WhatsApp or Facebook, uh, you know, on the messenger, um, you know, tweeting me, sending me private messages on Instagram, text messages. So I figured, you know what, let's try to address, I'm seeing a lot of the same questions. A lot of times when I see a lot of the same questions, I figure, well, let's all, let's all talk about it because obviously it's on our collective mind, right? So uh, a lot of people are asking me, what is the story with this guy, Lynn Wood? <laughs> and, um, you know, people that follow Lynn Wood. So let me first get into who Lynn Wood is in case you don't know, L. Lynn Wood. So he is a, he, he's a lawyer. He's an American lawyer, mainly a defamation lawyer. And uh, he was the one that um, defended, I don't know if you recall, the young man that had that Indian guy, you know, that was like in his face. And, um, you know, I forget the guy's name. I'm sorry. There's too many things in my mind right now. I'm sure somebody will say it in a minute. But anyways, um, he, he defended him and he, he won like millions of dollars from CNN and a couple of other. It was the, uh, the, the Catholic... Uh, school kid. Somebody help me out. I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, so, uh, but that's, you know, one of the cases that he became well known for, and that's who this guy Ellen would, but he's been, he's been around the legal community for a while. He knows a lot of people. Uh, so anyway, let me get into this, but before I do that, I just want to say, if you could share the video, appreciate that. And I also just want to wish you a, uh, there you go, Nicholas Sandman. Thank you. Thank you. See, Nicholas Sandman, that's the young man's name. But um, anyway, hope you're having a good first day of 2021. Um, we are excited. This is a very, very important week. Uh, it could be a week that goes down in history. Thank you, everybody that's putting Nick, Sam, and Mary. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, you're right. So anyway, that's that's the when L. Linwood kind of went into the spotlight of a lot of people. But he's been around. Just so you guys know, he's been around a lot. Be, you know, a long time before that in Washington circles. He's a, you know, he's a pretty well-known guy. So that's just where he kind of became more mainstreamed on that Nicholas Sandman case. So I don't want you to think that this guy like comes from nowhere. And, uh, you know, he, he's definitely, um, in tune with a lot of people in DC and he's been, uh, before many, many court cases around the country for years. And there's also an important, uh, thing that I want to connect with, uh, Ellen Wood. And that is that he's close with Sidney Powell. And Sidney Powell is a woman that I dearly respect. And I think she's a trailblazer. And so that to me gives L. Lynn Wood a tremendous amount of credibility because of Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell, separate, separate from Sidney Powell, another person in my mind who I feel is extremely credible and who is uh, somebody that is a patriot is General Michael Flynn. So... When you look at Sidney Powell, she was the, the lawyer who fearlessly fought for General Flynn when he was being attacked, attacked from the deep state. And, you know, literally it was, a, it was an awful uh, onslaught where they tried to, you know, ever since uh, President Trump has been in office, you know, he tried to put Flynn in his administration. You remember Flynn was just absolutely uh, assaulted from day one. And so, um, so we have to make the connection here. Now, for those of you that don't know this, uh, when President Obama 
met with Donald Trump before, I think it was before uh, Trump had been inaugurated, but it could have been right after. I think it was before. He said uh, two people that uh, he did not want President Trump to interact with. One was Kim Jong-un, who's the dictator in charge of North Korea, okay? And the other person, believe it or not, was General Michael Flynn. So President Trump has been around for a long time. I know that he wasn't necessarily in the political world, but being who he is, and many of you don't know this, but he was friends with uh, JFK Jr. He was, he, you know, he's been around. His his uncle uh, actually has involvement with Nikola Tesla. Uh, I mean, this, this guy, the Trump family is, is very connected family in many different ways. They're connected to revival uh, that took place um, in Europe. Um, there's, there's great heritage and roots in the Trump family. So um, it's not like the Bushes where it's a different type of, of heritage and connection. Uh, but with the Trump family, there's a lot of history there. And Donald Trump is a patriot. He loves our country. And he reluctantly ran for president after being asked to by the patriots in uh, the military that were fighting for our country because they felt he'd be a good candidate. And he had, he had, he had thought about running before, obviously. You know, he had um, you know, considered it. He said, he said even on Oprah Winfrey, which by the way, I know many people that know Oprah Winfrey, including I know her producer for many years, who happens to be a great guy, but uh, personally not a fan of Oprah. That's just because of some of the things that she pushes uh, with her religious views. Um, I, I don't have anything against her as a person, but that's getting off on another trail. Um, but let's stick to the facts here. So there's a lot of people that question, um, you know, this whole thing going on with Lynn Wood. So he's had a, a barrage of tweets, a barrage. And, um, and so the tweets that he's been putting out are, are really, uh, I mean, these are like pretty, pretty big, gosh, let's just put it like this. He's making statements that are, that are, that are blowing people's, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> like what, you know, um, saying things about, um, you know, Supreme court justices and, um, calling, you know, mentioning things about a wish list about Christmas and, and so people are asking me like, you know, is Ellen Wood, is this guy credible or is he a loon? You know, and what I would say about this type of thing, let's just take this back to the word of God. because That's what we always got to do. Let's take it back to the Bible says, you know, test the spirits. And the Bible says, you know, that we're to use discernment as Christians. So there's a lot of people that are saying a lot of things right now. And do I trust, I'll take it back to what I said in the beginning, you know, do I trust Ellen Wood? Well, I think he's a believer, so let's let's take that into account. Secondly, he's been around in circles in DC for a long time and stood before some high-level court cases. So it, Nicholas Salmon wasn't the first one. So he is a renowned lawyer, and he is mainly a defamation lawyer, and he did win the case with Nicholas Salmon and got the man millions of dollars um, for what happened to him. And he associates with Sidney Powell, who associates with General Flynn. So you gotta look at the connections here. Now, Obama doesn't like Flynn because he Flynn knows where the bodies are buried. And I say that metaphorically. He knows where the bodies are buried, right? So Flynn knows about a lot of different things that happened with the Arab Spring, a lot of different things that happened during Benghazi, a lot of different things that happened in Libya, a lot of different things that happened during the Clinton State Department. 
uh, a lot of nefarious things. I'm not going to get into detail, but you can go down those rabbit holes if you'd like. So General Flynn is very much in the know. And he was targeted immediately in the Trump administration as one of the first takedowns of the deep state and the military-industrial complex and those that were trying to uh, stop President Trump from his America First agenda. And so you have to just think about this because you got to you know, think about all the history here and how do we get to where we are now. So, so now all of a sudden this guy's putting out stuff that's just, like I said, mind-blowing. And we have to be careful with this thing with Pence because there's, there's, there's two different sides and I know credible people on both sides that are talking about Pence. So what I say, I always say, let's just take it back to the Bible because as Christians, we want to be careful. We don't want to um, get off the mission of, you know, knowing God and making him known, knowing Christ and making him known, right? So that's the key, to know him and to make him known. That is the key. And that is what we desire to do, is to know him and to make him known. And so that is our mission in life. And so once we get into like these other things, we have to be careful that that's not the main focus because otherwise we get down these rabbit holes and it becomes like something that we make an idol. So at the same time, we don't want to be the silent church and we don't want to be the dumbed down church that doesn't know what's going on and that's not active. So there's a fine line. So I see a lot of people arguing. They're arguing about Pence. They're arguing about all these different things. Well, here's the thing. I always say time is the best truth teller, right? We're literally, what, on January 2nd? You know, we're going to be in January 2nd tomorrow. Then it's the 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. By the 6th, we're going to see what Michael Pence... Vice President Mike Pence does. He's either going to stand for justice and obviously stand with the President of the United States in what has been the biggest collaborated effort ever in American history to steal an election from a duly elected president. The, the evidence is overwhelming. It's insurmountable. There's so much evidence we could never, we don't even need any more evidence, but guess what? There is more evidence that you haven't heard that many people haven't heard, that many people haven't seen. And the president is saying, listen, I'm gonna present some of this evidence on the 6th to the Congress. We would love to have seen it presented in a court, but unfortunately the courts would not take the case because they said they lacked standing. The Supreme Court didn't take the case from Texas and none of the other court cases have been able to be uh, adjudicated in a way that we really have seen the evidence. So it's unfortunate, but that's where we are. So the president has an opportunity on the 6th to present new information to the American people in a very public manner. Um, I'm not sure how these are going to be broadcast, if it's going to be something that we're going to be able to watch, but at least the members of Congress will be able to be presented with all the evidence. And I, of course, believe that you know most members have been briefed ahead of time, at least to some degree, and especially people that are in the National Security uh, Council or on different committees. Uh, you would think that they would have uh, that type of insight so that they would have at least eyes on some of this intelligence. But unfortunately, there's a lot of, uh, you know, interagency uh, warfare going on in our intel agencies because some of them have been, um, uh, you know, during the Obama administration, you know, there was a lot of people that were put in some of these letter agencies that are deep state people and operators and even before Obama. So that's what the president's been dealing with. So they have, you know, the NSA versus the CIA and different things. And, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't know that there's like this internal battle that's going on. So back to Lynn Wood, here's my philosophy on this. Okay. And then we'll answer some questions, but here's my philosophy is, is that time is the best truth teller. 
it's not worth getting into arguments with your friends and your family and because we're we've done our part if you're going to dc on the 6th that's great go show your support for president trump in washington dc uh, if you're not able to make it, go to your state capitol, make a stand there. If you're not able to make it there, pray, you know, pray for the patriots that are going out. You know, stand in the gap, intercede, um, you know, do the various things that, that, that you can do that, with the tools that we have as believers. So, you know, it, it, we don't have to sit here today and try to figure out if Pence is a good guy or a bad guy. Because time is going to tell. So instead of us getting crazy and in arguments and all these different things and everybody saying all this stuff, and let's just see what happens and then we'll know. Now the question after that is, okay, well what happens if uh, you know Mike Pence doesn't stand for our republic? What happens if he just goes ahead and allows the electors to be certified? Well, I mean, there's a couple of different things that I would say to that. Uh, one of them is that um, we have, sorry guys, I'm on the road here. Um, is is that we have the ability uh, for a senator? Obviously, Holly's going to be standing up. We know two others are as well, so that's a good sign. So we got these senators that are going to be standing up. We have a plethora of congressmen that are going to be standing up. So they're they're probably going to break away into their various um, you know party lines and and debate and then bring it to the floor. And there's going to be some type of conversation that happens with regard to the electors. And as we said, we believe the Trump administration is going to present some evidence that day. So that's, uh, you know, even more increasingly why there would increase the chances of something happening that day. So we're going to have to see how this plays out on uh, the day of the 6th. It could go many different ways and um, we could see a contested election. We could, you know, we already are seeing that Or we could see it develop into a contingent election. And uh, if it develops in a contingent election, that would be uh, a game changer. It's happened historically. It can happen again. So, you know, we're just going to see how this plays out. Instead of everybody having all these different theories, there's still paths to victory. That's the good news. And I believe that even if Pence were to totally uh, betray us and betray the president, even if he does that, okay, let's just say he does, then that doesn't mean we're dead in the water. There's still other things that can happen between the 6th and the 20th. There, there are actually other things. President Trump has some tools in his toolbox. Now, I don't want to give out the plans that I personally know about, and I don't know, I don't have eyes on everything that the president would or anybody that has classified information. I don't have eyes on that. But what I can tell you is, is that there are other tools that the president has that he can utilize after the electors have been certified, even if everybody betrays us in our Congress you know, on the 6th. So, you know, we're not to give up even after the 6th on continuing to pray this through. We got to keep praying this through. There's a lot of people that are pulling the zip cord and jumping off the plane before the plane is making a safe landing. So, you know, I know people are fearful and I know there's a lot at stake. Trust me, if anybody knows there's a lot at stake, we're doing everything we can out here. But we just have to understand there are some people writing things that are, you know, honestly untrue and they're getting into all these different theories. And I just, I would just say, use your discernment Christians and don't, um, don't fall into the trap of the enemy to make us look foolish because we have to use wisdom and discernment. And the bottom line is, is that look, you know, when, when the people of Israel were going down into, uh, you know, the Red Sea and it wasn't parted yet. 
Um, I can imagine there was a lot of doubters at that time. Would you imagine that there was a bunch of doubters at that time where people were like, what's going to happen? Is God going to move? Is he going to do anything? And uh, well, he certainly did. He actually parted the Red Sea. And that is where I believe we are in, in this timeline moment right now is we don't necessarily know how it's going to happen. And for us to rack our brains to try to figure out exactly how this is going to happen, it would be, it's above our pay grade. What our job to do is to pray, to fast, to intercede. If you're able to get down to these events, go, you know, do what you can, have faith and, 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 and support those that are in the battle and, you know, be interceding. Intercession is very important. What I've learned is that a lot of people are learning how to, um, to, to fast and pray, which I'm excited about. Um, I have not seen this in all the years of ministry where people are learning how to fast and pray. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, I think it's a blessing and I hope more people do it. Uh, but the main thing is, is that, you know, we're, we're, you know, some people think, okay, judgment is here. That's it. We don't, you know, Biden's going to get in. It's done. I'm not there yet. I, I still think that, you know, this is a situation that's a fluid situation and I'm not going to pull that zip cord prematurely. And so let me ask, answer a few questions here um, before we finish. I'm sorry that I had to go in that whole spiel, but you know, it's just people want me to like, you know, come out and say Pence is this or Pence is that, or, you know, Lynn Wood is this or Lynn Wood is that. I, all I can do is look at who the people are and the people that they surround themselves with. We go back to the Bible, know them by their fruit. You know, who are the people that they affiliate with? Who are they the people that they associate with? Who are they, who are the people um, you know, do they have credibility? Are they known for lying? Are they known for, you know, telling a bunch of false information? Is that what they're known for? I don't see Lynn Wood as that type of character, but I do say that some of the things that he's claiming are pretty outlandish, but that doesn't mean that he's not credible because there's a lot of trailblazers. Then I mean, Noah was a trailblazer. He said some pretty outlandish things. You know, Moses was a trailblazer. He said some pretty outlandish things. So we, we, you know, let's just pray and ask the Lord and, and seek the Lord and we'll see what happens, right? In the next couple of days. I mean, it's not like we have to wait months. Within the next month, we're going to pretty much know what's going to happen here. And as the church in America, we're going to be able to respond in, in whatever way the Lord decides as the people of God have prayed and sought his face and done everything that we know that we can do with the tools that are in our toolbox. And just like the president of the United States, that he's doing all he can with the tools in his toolbox. And he has a lot of tools and he's not done. He's not lost. He's not done. I just heard yesterday from somebody that's like two people away from the president that literally told me like, listen, the president's still all in. Like, you know, he has no sign whatsoever of conceding. In fact, it's opposite. He's like a fighter and he's all, he's all in hundred percent. So that was last night. So I don't, I, I truly don't think anything's changed since last night. So anyway, thank you for pleading the blood. Appreciate you. You're right. Audrey, God is on the throne. Thank you, uh, Sheila, for always pleading the blood. I really appreciate you. And Holly, you're right. Thy will be done in, uh, on earth as it is in heaven, right? That's what we pray in the Lord's prayer. He showed us how to pray. Uh, everyone needs to brace themselves. Greg is saying you're right. Uh, everything will be shaken. Yeah, you know, I feel there is a shaking coming. And not only is the shaking, it's not necessarily always a bad thing because revival is new life. You know, we're, we're praying, we're asking the Lord for revival in our nation. What, what do we mean by that? We mean new life. Lord, you know, we're speaking of the, the dry bones and we're saying, let your Holy Spirit come and move in this nation, move on our hearts. Let us be right before you as the church in America. 
And so that, that is a shaking. That's what, you know, a lot of times there's a shaking. So, you know, there, there is a shaking, you know, he's separating the wheat from the chaff. He's separating the sheep from the goats. You know, he's showing a lot of people, there's a lot of exposure. I believe prophetically that we're going to see a lot of exposure in this next season, probably more exposure than we've seen maybe in our lifetime. And I do believe that people that have been doing things in darkness are going to be exposed. And, and I believe that's going to happen in many different arenas, not just government. It may also happen in the body of Christ. In fact, I believe it will. There's going to be an exposure, an expose, because that's what needs to happen when there's a pruning and there's an awakening and there's a shaking, right? So that's what we're seeing in America is a pruning, an awakening, a shaking, movement, change. And, and uh, you're right, Deborah. The bottom line is if we pray, God, your will be done. Your will be done. And then we trust him with all of our heart. We lean not on our own understanding. A lot of people are making it out that God forbid if Biden gets in and I don't feel I'm still praying. Like I said, I haven't pulled that zip cord yet, you know, and I, I don't plan on doing that until the very end. And that would be pretty much when Trump concedes if he ever does that, which I don't think he's going to because I think he's going to win. But, you know, if he did come to a place where Trump did concede and We'll, we'll get on live and say, okay, guys, here's where we're at. This is what we're going to do. I personally don't think that's going to happen. But only God knows, right, guys? Only God knows. So I, I'm, I'm believing for an Acts chapter 2 suddenly. I'm believing for a Red Sea parting moment in modern America. So somebody asked me, they said, well, why do you believe so strongly, Pastor Todd, about this? Why do you feel like, you know, just give us some reasons. Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think the church in America is prepared for the type of persecution that's coming our way. Now, if it does come now, then it's sooner than we expected. And that means the hour is later than we expected. And so we're gonna have to understand the American church is not really prepared for the type of persecution. We've had it pretty easy. And I don't think uh, people understand what Christians in China and other parts of the world have been dealing with. And I pray that it's not time right now for us to deal with that level of persecution. But if that happens, then we're going to have to be prepared. But I believe that God is, in his grace and mercy, going to give us an extension of this reprieve because of the righteous remnant. This is my personal opinion. I'm not saying this is a thus saith the Lord. But in my personal view, the reason why I would think at least that God may give us more time is because of the praying remnant. Most, most of the praying remnant are the people like us, you, me, that have been praying and seeking the Lord and asking for his extension of his mercy and grace. And we do serve a merciful God. So that's one reason. I don't think the American church is necessarily ready for the persecution that would come under an O'Biden, um, yeah, say O'Biden, exactly, Biden or uh, Harris administration. Secondly, this is another reason why I think it's not happening right now, is because I think that this administration is the most pro-life administration that we have seen. And we saw Amy Coney Barrett get appointed and there's a real opportunity to uh, stop the killing of the innocent or at least greatly reduce it. And so I'm believing in faith that we will see that because we're standing for life, we're praying for life, and we're asking for a stopping of the slaughter of the innocent, which we have seen for so many decades in the tune of millions and millions of babies in America. Very, very sad, but this is what's happened. So we're believing that God did something when, when he allowed Amy Coney Barrett to become a justice and a, and a suddenly, that was a suddenly, if you recall, right? So that was a suddenly. So that's number two. Number three, another reason why I think it may not be time 
is because of the support of the Trump administration towards Israel. Uh, it's it's biblical, and we we have not seen. If you go to Israel, the people love President Trump there. They absolutely love President Trump. And uh, there's there's literally like towns that are like named after Trump, and there's signs everywhere. It's pretty crazy. So. You know, I don't think Americans realize how the people around the world look at President Trump. And it's not just Americans that are praying for President Trump to win. It's people all over the world because they know what would happen if a basically communist regime were to take over the United States of America. They understand the ramifications of that. And they understand that that doesn't just affect the United States. It affects Asia. It affects the balance of power in the world. And we're going to see a major power grab by China. So... There's several different reasons why personally, I think prophetically, why the Lord will give us more time. So instead of trying to like every single day rack our brains, let's pray that this is the truth and let's ask the Lord. And that's just three of many, many other things. I mean, talk about the curriculums that would be implemented in our school system. Uh, some of the picks of, of Joe Biden, these people that he's picking are wicked people and, and they would implement wicked law. So if we see Biden get inaugurated and actually take the presidency of the United States, we will know the hour is later than many of us had believed. And at that time, as the church and the body, we will have to adapt accordingly. But that doesn't mean the church goes away. It just means we have to understand where we are in the timeline. But the whole thing is, is that because a lot of people are concerned, they say, well, you know, don't give people false hope and blah, 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 blah. I'm not giving people false hope. What I'm showing, and I'm, I'm believing that many of you are showing, is we're just showing faith. Because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. So why would we be backing down now in believing that our God is a God of miracles, signs, and wonders? So that's the only thing is, is that, look, at the end of the day, what's, what's the worst case scenario? That we had too much faith? Lord, okay, we prayed. We did everything that you told us to do. And for whatever reason, you allowed this to happen. Okay, well, then that's where we are. We still praise you. We still worship you. You're still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, your ways are higher than our ways. So we're just going to trust you. And we're going to move forward as a Christian. That's it. We don't need to freak out. Because the world doesn't end either way. Not yet. But the hour is getting later. And what I believe God wants to do is to truly prune his church so that we are really standing for righteousness and the full Bible and the full word of God. That is key. We have to stand for the entirety of the word of God. And people say, well, you know, that's that's so archaic, Pastor Todd. Or how, how do you, you know, you preach this, or you preach that, or you preach this about marriage, you preach that. And this is my answer. It's like, look, you know what? I had a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit. I know God is real and I know his word is real. But guess what? I didn't write the word. I didn't write the Bible, so I'm just the messenger. So I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. I believe it to be true. Nothing in the Bible has been proven wrong in all these thousands of, you know, what, over 2,000 years, you know, more with the Old Testament. It's all come to pass. It's, we're watching the Bible literally play out before our eyes. So I'm just the messenger, and I'm going to stick to what it says because that's what I believe. So that's the deal. So we know, like uh, Nancy's saying, that nothing is impossible with God. And many of us who are remnant believers, you're right, Nancy, we believe that revival is on the way. We see it happening. We see God moving in, in pockets all over our country. We see a stirring. Those of us with eyes to see and ears to hear, we see a stirring in the, in the, in the ecclesia, in the body of Christ. We know something is happening. We don't know exactly what or when, but we feel revival is coming to this nation. I'm hearing people say things that I didn't think I'd ever hear them say. 
I'm seeing people operating in faith like I have not seen in my life. I'm seeing people cross denominational borders uh, of different denominations and hanging out that I have not seen. Thank you, Jesus. The remnant is coming together. We're crossing denominations, uh, you know, the barriers. It's amazing because people just want to see people that actually believe and have faith and are like, oh my gosh, wow, this is real. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you for what's happening right now. And we're going to always have our detractors, and we're going to always have those people that make fun of us, and we're going to always have those people that say all kinds of things and say we're this or we're that. Or Don't worry about those people. That's not, that's not our worry or concern, to have to worry about what people say. We're, we're not people pleasers. We're, we're wanting to please God, right? We're, we're hungering and thirsting for righteousness. So let me see if I can find any more questions here before we get going here. But um, somebody says, I don't think Biden is making any decisions they are being made for him you're right you're absolutely right about that biden is nothing more than a puppet he is nothing more than a puppet of the deep state of china of those that have bought and paid for this man to get to where he is unfortunately and biden was willing to sell himself out in those in those ways business deals this is many many decades in the making this isn't something that just happened um so you're right about that um God is constantly working. Yeah, somebody said, I see an awful lot of hypocrisy in the church. I pray it turns around um, like what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, Kevin, I, I agree with you. I've seen that for a long time. And, uh, you know, when I first became a Christian, people actually told me, they said, you have too much faith. That'll wear off. Or you're, you're too on fire. That'll wear off. And I thought, what? That'll wear off. What are you talking about? I hope to always be on fire for the Lord. And what God just showed me is, it's like, you know what? It's always between him and him and us. It's, it's a personal relationship. So whatever everybody else is doing, they'll have to stand before God one day. But we have to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and have a personal prayer life, personal worship life. And that way, you know, if somebody falls or something happens, we're not looking to man. We're looking to God. We have a personal relationship. Our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Um, so, Ray, you asked, what are my thoughts on pets? So I, I talked a little bit about this earlier. Many people are asking, this is the big question. Everybody wants to know what Pence is going to do. Everybody wants to know. Um, I, I think that there are about 10 people around the president that probably know pretty much what's going on. Um, these people are people with very high level clearances. Um, they're beyond the pastors and leadership team that is around the president. And so uh, we don't really know exactly what the plan is. I wish I could tell you and lay it all out. I, I've heard different things. I know there's a couple of different tools the president has. I know that um, it's far beyond what the mainstream media is saying. He's definitely not out. Um, even if on the sixth, if the, if the if the sixth were to go incredibly wrong, and Pence were to certify Biden, and then everybody would say that was it. There's still more things that the, the president could do after the sixth, until inauguration day on the twentieth. So, you know, even after the sixth, there's still opportunity. So just Let's pray through. Let's pray through because this president is a winner. He is a winner. And so uh, that's what we got to remember about this guy. And, and, you know, I believe they've been planning a lot of these things out for a long time. Uh, somebody said uh, big things are happening. Update. Here's what we know right now. President Trump has court case. Yeah, there's a big, long post. I've seen that post, too. A lot of things going on. That's true. Um, Erica, you're saying, I believe this is a time where we, uh, where the false prophets will be revealed. I think that's true too. God is separating the wheat from the chaff, separating the sheep from the goats. Like I said, you're seeing a lot of people pulling those, those zip cords and jumping out the plane. Not us, right? We're going to pray this through till the very end, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Um, all right. Anybody else have any more questions before we go? 
Mary said, Todd, is there stuff that you know that you still are not able to share with us? Yes. Yes, there are certain things, Mary, unfortunately, that I could end up like, how can I put this? I mean, if you think about a guy like Julian Assange, you know, uh, we have a Christian news organization. It's called RMNT News, Remnant News, and I also post things on ToddCoconado.com. But what happens is, in the, I'll just tell you real briefly, is, is that people are looking for a news outlet to report certain things. And because the mainstream media is so corrupt and it's like 90% run by six corporations and most of them are putting out propaganda, they look to other uh, news agencies or organizations or Christians or people with followings to maybe be the ones that would put that out. The problem with that is, is there's a historical precedent. So you have to be careful. So, you know, I don't want anybody sending me classified information because I don't want to have classified information that I shouldn't have. That's illegal. And I also need to be careful um, not to break a massive story like something that, you know, would be like what Julian Assange did. Because look at Snowden and Julian Assange. So we just don't touch that. It's not because we're afraid, but it's because that's the way that the situation is in America. So you need a big news organization that has lawyers and you know, millions of dollars to break that type of story where they're going to at least have some type of cover. Or you need a guy like Ellen Wood. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, I have sources, I have friends, I have people that literally right now could call and make major things happen through our connections. Okay. But the, the bottom, and I'm not saying that to boast or in any type of braggadocious way, but that's the truth. Okay. But the thing is, is that we need to be careful and wise. And so what I just say is, why don't we just pray it through instead of trying to get out there and we're not trying to, you know, get out there and be like, you know, popular or make a name for ourselves or anything like that. That's not the objective here. The objective is to save this country. The objective is, is that we don't fall into a socialist communist regime that's a puppet for China. So we're fighting everything that we can right now to do everything we can to get as much information out so that people, you know, are, are at least aware of as much as possible and they get around the fake news. I would advise personally, the president just tweeted this out, you know, not to follow um, Fox News. I mean, Fox News is controlled opposition. Now, guys like Hannity, or is he legit? I believe Hannity's legit. Um, you know, I just recently ran into some of the Fox News people at an event a couple of week or two ago. We talked to them, you know, we was in the green room with hanging out with them, talking to them. You know, I kind of know where they stand. Um, you know, they're, they're patriots. A lot of them love the president. But a lot of the people at Fox are just deep state people too. So uh, I would, my advice to you is like, get on DuckDuckGo, you know, research, you know, go on there and, and research and listen to different people that you can trust. And it's like we talked about in the beginning of the video is, is use discernment. You know, if people are asking about OAN and Newsmax, yeah, I mean, there's great people on both those. We know people at OAN and Newsmax. I also am friends with Epoch Times. In fact, I was just on uh, Epoch Times. You know, we're friends with them. I think Josh Phillips does a great job. Um, you know, Presobic is great. Um, you know, there's a lot of great people out there um, that are doing some real, real reporting. And I, I would stay away from Fox just because I think a lot of their stuff is nonsense. And, and Deborah, you're right. No Google. Google. Google is owned by Alphabet Inc. They're the ones that own YouTube and, and Google. And, you know, it's these big tech companies, which the president, by the way, was trying so hard with Section 230 and the Republican Senate. Oh, it's so frustrating. The Republican Senate will not back him. If they would have just left that 230 in there and said no and held the line, then we wouldn't be getting censored on these platforms. But the Republicans, for some reason, want to let these tech companies have free reign to censor us. It's so frustrating. 
It's so frustrating. And you're right, Kay. I mean, you got to do your own research. That's what we've been doing for over 20 years. It, you know, and it just, it opened a can of worms, but at the same time, we're awake and, and it helps us in discerning. And that's why I believe that, you know, it's, it's part of the fruit of this great awakening. You know, people say, well, what about Q and all this stuff? I go back to discernment. Just, you know, some of the things that Q said might be true. Some of them, I don't know, you know, but why don't you do this? Just pray about every single thing that you hear. When somebody speaks to you, including myself, how about that? I'll run myself through that same smell test. And yes, use DuckDuckGo. That's what I do. Here's the deal. I'm a pastor. Some of you know me. Some of you don't. Run me through this smell test. When you get off this broadcast, you know, you can listen to it again. You can share it. You can do whatever you want. Thank you for those that support the ministry and the different things that we're doing. It's crucial and critical, and we appreciate you beyond measure. But here's what I tell everybody, including people that when I preach, is I say, ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, say, is this guy a truthful man? Can I trust this man? Because the Bible says, test the spirits. The Bible says to use wisdom and discernment. This is how we're going to get through in this time. Because see, we're going to be in a time, I believe here on out, no matter what, where there's all different types of intentions. There's people that want a platform. There's people that want to be known and famous. And so they'll say all these crazy things. And, you know, they can really confuse the body of Christ. So what we need to do is test the spirits and run it through the Holy Spirit and just say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom and discernment. Is this person somebody that I should be listening to? Is this person somebody I can trust? And then that way you're praying about it and you're testing the spirits. You're doing what the word of God says. The second thing is you know them by their fruit. You know, as you get to know somebody, say you follow some of the broadcasts we do, over time you're going to see where my heart is, right? If I start saying things and you're like, wow, this guy, I don't think his heart's in the right place. Well, then God's giving you discernment. But if God is saying, no, it sounds like this person is, um, you know, a pretty legitimate guy, you know, then God's going to give you that. So that's the thing. It's like everybody should say that. Every pastor should say that. Everybody should say that. Because that's the whole thing is that we want to be uh, Holy Spirit focused and we want to be in line with the Holy Spirit. That's why I take time away to spend time with the Lord to get in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that way I'm in the spirit. I don't get in the flesh. And that doesn't mean that I don't get in the flesh because the Bible says we have to die to our flesh daily. So, you know, we got to stay in the spirit in our prayer time, in our, in our worshiping, you know, crying out to God, asking him to give you wisdom and discernment, asking him to, um, you know, to convict you, ask him to convict you. And he will. Uh, somebody said you are showing you can be trusted. Well, thank you, Lori. That means a lot to me. And at the end of the day, you know, we're in this because we are the body of Christ, the ecclesia. We're coming together in a very extraordinary time. And, uh, we, you know, we're watching our world. You know, I have uh, children, I have a child, you know, I got uh, a wife that I love dearly, family. Um, so, you know, we, we want our country to be the country that we knew when we grew up in, and if not even better, we want to see a move of God, a powerful move of God in this nation. We're sad to see so many different things that are happening. And that's why people are stepping up to fight in this time. It's not because we want to get into a fight, like a fist fight, or we're trying to be violent. We're standing because that's what we need to do. Look at history, right? We learn from history. We need to stand. This is the time when we stand. Many people are saying this is our 1776. In many ways it is. So we need to stand up and we need to push back and we need to use the weapons that we have at our disposal, which of course is prayer, fasting, the word of God, the truth, and standing together. So amen to that. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Kay. That means so much. And I really appreciate you guys. And listen, we're going to 
keep you updated this week. Um, we're going to see a lot of things this week. So let's be praying and interceding. And this is a very important week for America. But I just want to say ahead of time, at the end of the day, no matter what happens this week and no matter what happens on the 6th. And by the way, yes, Julia, I love Pastor John MacArthur. Even though we don't see eye to eye completely theologically, he is a true pastor and he loves the Lord. And I've had him on my show. You can actually Google it. He's been on my radio show. Love Pastor John MacArthur. Thank you for standing in Los Angeles against the tyranny. See, there was a time I had John MacArthur. I got to tell you guys this funny story. I had him on my show back on KKLA like seven or eight years ago in Los Angeles, maybe longer than that. And so many charismatic Christians wrote me and they're like, why do you have John MacArthur on your show? And there was like this division in the body of Christ. This is what I'm talking about, why we're seeing move of God right now. Is because now those same Christians are saying, oh wow, I love the interview that you have with John MacArthur. See, the division that was in the body from the remnant is changing now because we're seeing who's willing to stand and who's not. And we're not fighting over the stupid things. It's like Pastor Jack Hayford, who was uh, in my Bible college when I was younger, you know, he was a pastor that I looked up to and, you know, we came out of his church as a, as a young man. I did. And he said, you know, focus on the 99% of things that you agree with rather than the 1% that you disagree with. So that's what's happening right now is there can be unity, but it has to be. We don't unity, unify just for the sake of unifying. We unify with people that we're meant to unify with. And that's with people that are the spirit of God that are willing to live out their faith, walk their faith, be the remnant church, be, you know, not the people that are pulling the zip cord and pulling out. I'm, I'm not unifying with those people right now. Bless them. God bless you. You know, there's people out there that are saying they're pastors that are standing for abortion. Yeah, I'm not going to be connecting with you. Sorry. You know what? We're just not because I can't stand with a pastor. I'll pray for that guy. I'll pray for that woman, but I'm not going to stand with a pastor that's okay and making excuses for killing babies. I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. And I'll never do it. Right? Okay. All right, guys. I think we've had a pretty long broadcast tonight, so I'll let you go. But let, let's pray before we go. Let's pray for this week. If you would uh, just pray with me. So, Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing in our country. I thank you for these amazing people of God that are willing to stand together. This is a beautiful time for the remnant coming together in faith. And, Lord, we're trusting you with our heart right now, Lord God, all of our heart. You say, lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. You are the King of kings. Holy is your name, Lord Jesus. Worthy is your name. Lord, we pray for a powerful move in this nation, a, a revival, Lord God, a powerful move of God in the United States of America that will reverberate throughout the world, Lord God, and all the, the, the negative stuff, the, the pornography and the bad movies and the, the cultural things that have just been so disgusting, Lord God, that we've allowed. I pray that there would be a turning around. And that the church would be the head, not the tail. That we talk about biblical morality, values, family values, Lord God. The things that we're meant to stand for as your church. Life, Lord God, that we would start talking about sin again. Not fire and brimstone style, Lord God, but that we would be bold. Like you say, Paul was bold, Lord God. We do it in love. We love everybody. We were known for our love and we have to stay in the spirit and so let us not be distracted. Let us not go down crazy rabbit holes that are not meant to go down where we get distracted or we fight amongst each other. But I pray that this would be a powerful week. And right now I want to just shift from that prayer and just say, Lord, we pray for President Donald J. Trump. We pray for Michael Pence, Vice President of the United States. Lord, we pray they'd make the right decisions, wisdom, discernment, favor. And I pray that January 6th, we would see a shift, a powerful shift 
that we would see justice, that we would see all the people that we know, Lord God, boats have been stolen, they've been changed. There's all kinds of corruption. It's deep in our in our infrastructure here in the United States. But we're praying, as you say in the scripture, what's done in darkness is brought to light. Lord, we pray it would be brought to the light swiftly. And that, Lord, you'd protect the people of God, our families, our economy, our nation, our jobs, our businesses, our churches. But, Lord, that we would see a true suddenly moment in Acts chapter 2, suddenly moment in our nation that would, that would advance us toward the kingdom of God and your purposes and your will. So we thank you for a great victory, Lord God. We're praying for four more years of Donald Trump. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be the church if he doesn't win, but we're asking, Lord, for your grace and mercy because we know the ramifications of what it means either way. So we're asking for an extension of grace and mercy, and Lord, that the church would awaken in America. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you guys for praying with me. Thank you for being a part of this broadcast. Appreciate you. Uh, we're praying for this new year. I know... Some of you are dealing with depression. I get some notes and emails and just continue to stand on the promise of God. Cast down the oppressive spirit. Cast down the spirit of depression that tries to come on you. Remember that we can have joy and peace, a peace that passes understanding in Jesus Christ. It's available to you. It's available to me in the middle of the storm. He is with us. He's the wind beneath our wings. He is powerful. Ask him to give you the joy of the Holy Spirit. He'll give it to you tonight, right now, where you're at. He'll give it to you right now. A peace that passes understanding to get us through. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right.